You're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. Oh, and Will. Slurp, slurp. <laughs> Will, stop it. I thought we discussed that wasn't going to be brought up anymore. Listen, I told him not to bring it up. Right, turn off his mic. Thank, thank you. Thank All you. Right. <clears throat> so, Jeremy, we've been back three weeks now. This is amazing. This is great. And your wardrobe has went back to what it previously was. Adam Sandler. You did really good the first two weeks, and now you're back to. I'm not. Listen, I have. I wasn't meeting with anybody today for anything serious. Yeah. Just this podcast, whatever this is. So, like, I felt like I could. Oh, you weren't meeting with anyone. What? <laughs> I w- it wasn't like a serious like meeting. Like this. Like this is a friend. Oh, this is meeting. Right. Hold on. And and so there we go. Okay. So so we had. It wasn't like a counseling. So I didn't feel like I felt like I could just be in like a hoodie and shorts okay. on a thirty degree day. So <laughs> it's very chilly outside. That's good. I've learned my importance, my level you of importance. You, it's a different. You're you're different. You're different. Like this is this what is. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying this is like a fun different. meeting. You're different. You're <laughs> just you different. <laughs> you're different, Heather. You and your other two personalities. Yeah, right. Exactly. Heathen and Helga. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, um, I have a question. What's up? Um, what books of the Bible are we going through this year? We're going to be going through... <laughs> um, I need to know this. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, are we really? Lamentations. Uh, so, okay. So, there were, I was kind of confused because we, we, when I left, it was Ecclesiastes. And, there was, and then I heard Lamentations. And so, that was like... So, I, all I did was go to the bathroom for a second. And when I got... And I was just tired... To like, because it was on our way home. So for home. our listeners, they went on a yeah, staff retreat uh, this past week. Yeah. And that is where um, the, you know, this was one of the topics of discussion um, was what, what it was like the on. last topic of discussion. Okay. And, and, um, which is usually, it's actually one of usually my favorite things, but there was so much stuff to go so over. So how long were you in the bathroom? I mean, uh, probably solid nine minutes. Nine minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I, was, I just couldn't get my hands yeah, clean. gluten. Gluten that day. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no gluten, no gluten. I, I like, I just, I, no, I, I just washed my hands for a long time, and uh, it was when I came my out. My gosh, okay. um, they were they were kind of already done, but I couldn't tell if they were kidding or joking, and I was too tired to care. I just wanted to go home. Yeah. So I'll, I, th- I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna go through Ecclesiastes at some point, and maybe limitations. limitations. Yeah, and uh, at some point, um, at some point, if I were to say what's the next New Testament book, it's probably Second Corinthians. But that's a bit of a longer one, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering that. Thank yeah. you for figuring that out while you were gone. It was really pressing on my mind. I wanted to make. I wanted to text you while you were gone. Isaiah. I'm. Re- oh, Isaiah. That's right. We talked about going through Isaiah too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Baker. really bad at reading lips. Thank you, Baker. The I will. worst. You can read. I can't read lips. Someone goes. <laughs> I'm just like. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the other day, Julie tried to tell me something across the sanctuary, and I was like, I can't read lips. You know this about me. I just can't. You shouted that? Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. It was after service. Oh, okay. So that's it good. wasn't like during anything. So uh, the last time we were together, actually our first podcast, we uh, we touched a little bit on this, and um, I wanted to I wanted to come back to it. Um, I would say, Jeremy, that you have a uh, bigger role as a pastor uh, in shepherding. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Shepherd. I mean, I know you all kind of. I would say if there was a if I would think that's more of my job than anything. Okay. So um, I wanted to talk, we talked a lot about, uh, we were joking mostly, I think, but we were being serious too, but we talked about how there were so many people and how if everybody would volunteer one Sunday, you wouldn't have to volunteer, but once every three years. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit today about serving. I want to talk about discipleship um, and what that looks like in a church, what that looks like in your home, um, just a little bit of everything um, with that. So, um, Describe to me what the difference is, or describe to our listeners the difference between serving and discipleship. Um, that's good. Um, good question. I, so, I, okay, uh, this is off the top of my head because again, we hit, we do no prep for this. So, I do prep. I do a you lot prep. of prep. Okay, thinking. when I say we, I mean like I don't do any prep. Like I don't know. I didn't even ask that question. Actually, I don't have any questions in front of me. So. Okay, <laughs> you have a, a not drawing. today. I got a Bible. <laughs> Um, so I know I, I would say, okay, so I think discipleship can include serving. So if I am discipling someone, I do think it's a form, it can be a form of discipleship. Um, though I think I serve the church, but I think in, in some ways my service to the church is not discipleship. So let me give an example. Jeremy Ball does a lot with the budget of the church. Mm -hmm. I would not call his service to the church discipleship in that aspect. Right. Right. So it's easier to define discipleship. Discipleship is uh, helping people love and serve Jesus better. Okay. I think think that's, um, or if we just want to say help love people, Jesus better. It's pointing people to Jesus. Um, Serving is uh, I think it's work that is done um, for the church uh, and uh, for the Lord's glory. So maybe maybe uh, the church is um, I'm serving in a way that glorifies the Lord. Uh, sometimes again, sometimes that is discipling in its nature, depending on the type of work, and sometimes it's not. I hope that's clear. I can simplify it, maybe. Claire's maybe. mud. No. Claire's mud. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did good. So, okay. So, like, like uh, we look at 1 Corinthians 15, 58, right? Yes. talks about how we um, how we are to be immovable in our service, uh, how we are to uh, be steadfast. And it talks about ser- not, not work, you know, that your labor is not in vain. And it, and it kind of defines labor as doing the work for the Lord. So, it's work done for the Lord, but for the benefit of the body. Gotcha. That's what no, I would say serving is. Um, so let's talk about let's let's like pinpoint in on discipleship and then we'll we'll jump over to to serving um, separately too. And and I want our listeners to think of this as um, we're going to talk about this as as New Heights Church, but also you know this is a broader this is for any this can apply to anybody um, just you within your own church. Um, so discipleship, you told us what discipleship is. What does discipleship look like at New Heights? Uh, I think it looks like a lot of different things. So I think it can be anything from, um, all right. So at the mo- at the most basic level, discipleship. And I'm going to use real churchy terms here. Uh, Come on. But, 
like doing life together. You've heard that before, right? That is like, and uh, it, it is in our community. Uh, we see, hopefully, people love Jesus genuinely. Uh, I, a quick story of when I was a, a somewhat a new believer, I was dating my now wife. Uh, there was a fellow by the name of Andy who was parenting. He was being a husband, and I watched him. And whether I realized it or not, I was being discipled by yeah. him, right? So that's like... Um, that's a type of discipleship. Then, then there's another form of discipleship that maybe look more is more kind of what I thought of when I thought of discipleship, which is like someone's teaching me something directly. Yeah. So you have like kind of indirect discipleship, which happens a lot and mm-hmm. is incredibly important. Direct discipleship, maybe, which is more like a, a, a teaching, whether it's doctrine, whether it's a Bible study, something of that that is very much I'm learning. It's academic. It's your brain. Um, uh, I think discipleship can be, uh, you know, uh, I think it can be. I, I think of the, the the bereavement team, right? Who cares for another person when they're hurting? Yeah. Um, I think that's a form of discipleship. I think it can happen via your hands, via your heart, or via your head, right? Yeah. And so there's three different aspects of you. And when each each one of those is tapped in to try to get to point you to, G, to Jesus, uh, that's a form of discipleship. That's good. I like that. Um, so uh, you talked about the different ways. Um, so discipleship, um, to me, um, one that I think of a lot is teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have served in kids ministry. Um, gosh, probably most uh, ha- over half of my life um, in one one way or another. Um, and that is, why do you think it's so important? And and I'm going to ask you as a pastor, and then I'm going to speak as a mother, yeah. why it's so important also. Um, why do you think it's so important um, for, uh, I love, um, and I, I, maybe people who haven't been through the whole part of the church, like over here where we have a kid's church on Sundays, there's a, uh, a picture on the wall where our kids sign in, and it says, uh, the, church of t- uh, the church of the future. Um and or the future church. Future church. Yeah. No. All right. Future's crossed out. Yeah, future's crossed out, and yeah. it says church. It says today. Yeah. Um. So I want you to tell us as a pastor why is it so important for, um, for us as adults, um, to pour into someone else, um, in a way that we very easily see that is by serving kids ministry at church. Yeah. So I okay. So the kids kids really are really interesting in the church. Because uh, oftentimes they're kind of seen as like a nuisance. Like we need to remove them, and uh, so we we can do church, right? So we can do our thing. Um, the, the kids ministry is incredible for a multitude of reasons. One, there's no better way to tell someone you care for them than to care for their kids because Absolutely. that's what they love the most. Um, secondly, there is something that you're developing tomorrow's leaders, right? Like that's that's real. Um, at, at the same time. I think it's I think it's a neglect if I, okay so I, I spoke to my my daughter has a friend who uh, she said she said I like she said your dad's a pastor but I feel like I know your dad better than my own pastor I don't I don't know him I never talked to him he never talks to me I thought it was really sad um, because like that's her pastor right like that that is it's his job to and again. I can't help, and maybe this is unfair. I'm not saying this is that particular situation, but 
but like, uh, and Will and I talked about it, us having more of a role with it, whether it's in youth or you know serving in different kids teams. Like I want them to see us caring for them and see parents caring for them. And, and I think sometimes because kids, and this, I'm being real pessimist here. So if Will was here, he probably would be the opposite of this. But I can't help but to wonder if sometimes kids aren't seen as like cared for as normal members because. Well, they're not serving. They're not giving, right? They, yeah. It's like, what do they add? Yeah. Like, what, what, what am I value, getting? What value do they bring? Yeah, it's like a transactional room. thing. Like, if I serve someone and they're like, "Oh man, he's such a good pastor," then maybe I'll I'll get like a kickback somehow. Maybe they'll start giving in some regards or uh, serving in a way where our church can become more productive and healthier, whatever. With kids, it doesn't. That's not. It's it's a definitely a long game. If you know, but like, but the reality is, they're saints. Um, especially, well, if they're profess- professing believers who've been baptized, right? They're saints. Um, they, but they are souls in the church who are under your care. And whether it's a member who's like says, "Hey, I'm going to serve," and by the way, disciple. That's a, a kids ministry is one of those where you are serving and discipling very clearly at the yeah. same exact time. Yeah. You're serving the parents and you're discipling kids. Um, and other people that you work with, there's some discipleship there because I learned a lot how to do this. Right before we came on, I was saying how I learned how to deal with kids, watching Julie deal with kids. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot about kids through that. Uh, but yeah, like, and, and for pastors, it's so healthy to be involved in kids' ministry, not to just outsource it to somebody else and be, it's be a distant thing that's just, again, you don't have to deal with the nuisance of the younger souls in the church. Yeah. So, um, I, I love, I, I hate, I hate that for, uh, for Claire's friend, but at the same time, like, I love that she said that about you. Because, yeah. I thought that was really sweet too. Uh, that's I was, a really sweet thing. I didn't mean to um, pat myself on the shoulder. No, I, was, it was very... I think that's a very sweet thing. And, you know, I would say a lot of churches, the, the youth of their church would feel the same way. Oh, right. Like they, they're, um, they're youth pastor. And I even yeah, hate that term. Like they would have like, the, so, um, you know, the way that I have served the majority of my time in youth ministry has not been the model that we have at New Heights, where there's multiple teachers who rotate out and multiple right. volunteers who, who rotate out. And we've done that very purpose, purposeful, yeah. uh, purposefully so that there's not a chance of burnout, so that there's multiple people who are pouring into these kids' right. lives. And, and the kids um, can see, like, it's not just one person who cares right. for me. There's yeah. a group of people. There's a group of me. people. These are my family. They, yeah. You know, um, I will say, as someone who serves in youth ministry, I didn't fully understand my role until I became a mother, like how important my role was in in the lives of other kids. Now, I poured um, a lot of time, um, I I, I poured a lot of time into uh, youth ministry and and discipleship and in the way that um, you hope to be, that you hope to have for your kids. but it wasn't until I had until we had Benjamin, and especially the last few years, you know, um, we've had people who have just loved and um, and have helped us raise him. But there's about um, ten men in our church that my son absolutely loves. Like he wants to text them, he wants mm. to call them. He's like, um, <laughs> that's my friend. He wants to dress like them. He wants to talk. F- you know, sports is Steven with them. one of them. Steven is. Steven he, talked about um, Benjamin. Steven uh, Benjamin. <laughs> told me something if, uh, like a week ago and um, they they were joking and stuff when I had pink eye and Steven said I was faking not coming to church and I made a comment to Benjamin about him and Steven being in trouble and he's like hey 
that is my pastor and my friend, and I don't appreciate you talking about him that way. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, let's go. Um, but I, you don't realize until you um, until you are a parent just how hard it is to be a parent. Yeah, your kids see every fault and failure because mm-hmm. you know we we're depraved humans just like everybody else. We get angry, we say things we don't mean, and. Um, <laughs> You know, we have all of these faults and failures, and whenever you have somebody who can love your kid and say, hey, um, you, that your kid feels safe with to mm-hmm. be able to say, hey, I'm mad at my mom about this, and they can say, hey, man, I, I understand why you're mad, but, you know, that, that can just help raise you and point them towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, so Jason has been serving with me, so when I teach in kids' ministry, um, Benjamin you know, he's he's in the second to fourth grade class. So um, he knows he has to either go set with Stephen or he has to go set with Buford. Um, and, you know, that those um, to him, it may not mean anything. But to us, it means so much that we have that he knows who his safe people are, who his church family is, who he, you know, I, I don't have to worry about him whenever whenever he comes in the doors. Like, I know he's loved and he's safe. Um, and like, all of his teachers, you know, Tina, even you, Jeremy, I mean, you serve a lot in that, in that class. Um, it, it means so much and it means so much for men to be in those roles. Um, a a lot of times we, I mean, down throughout, uh, my life, I, I only had women teachers, uh, Sunday school teachers until I was in middle school, high school. So I've went, it's so weird. It's so weird. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I love that, um, that we have so many men who are serving. Now, uh, when I say serving, um, a lot of, uh, I mean, right now I'm talking about kids' ministry, but we have a really good number of men who are serving in our kids' ministry, yeah. who are uh, teaching. We have uh, several that are teaching, but we also have some that are just helpers. Yep. And that is such a big, important thing because, you know what, sometimes um, in the three- and four-year-old class, we get wild, and balls start flying, and yeah. they don't listen to me because they're, like, hitting me with the balls, and I'm, like, you listen. know, saying things I shouldn't, and they just need a man to say, hey. Don't it, do that. It may have been Jared Tharp who I saw in the like nursery, and I love that. Uh, yeah. I oh and 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 I I don't serve a nursery currently. I've I've served a nursery many a times prior in the past. Um, I I tend I really do like second through fourth. I think that's a fun one. Um, but like I respect anybody can do nursery, man. <clears throat> and I love I specifically love men doing nursery because it's like. Uh, it's not beneath them, but you know, I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think men are naturally as nurturing. They're not, yeah. And so I love like I'm gonna get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm gonna take care of people's babies. Yeah. Uh, not because this is easy for me. Yeah. But because I really want them to man, see that we, I care for them. Man, we've we've had so many men step up and do that. Yeah, I, I think real. about when we did our women's Bible study and mm-hmm. child care was needed <laughs> yeah. for so many people and just so many people worked the nursery oh, yeah. and yeah and um it, it's just an amazing thing well, to hey, see bailey queen yeah like i think of that man and okay so so i could name several men uh josh and Corey, who who helped with babies but they're all dads and their yeah. kids were there bailey, bailey queen, queen has single, no children single, man. single dude yeah. who's like i'm gonna come and help yeah and man i i'm blown away by that because i'm telling you not only do I not know any other single men that that, that are, I'm going to come watch babies. Yeah. So women can do a Bible study. Yeah. Uh, I don't. 
I wouldn't have never have done that. <laughs> yeah. Never. I would have been like, I've, I got, I'm going to do something else. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's. And that's a, okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not to say, that's not to demonize. Yeah. It's just to say, like, how cool and sacrificial that is. And yeah. and this is where I look at that. I'm like, that's encouraging to me. And that's a form of discipleship, right? Yeah. Where I look at this and go, getting out of my comfort zone can mean a lot to other people. Like, that's that's cool to see. And one, one thing I will say to Jeremy about men serving, um, you know, I come from um, an upbringing where, um, you know, I, I was raised in a broken home and... Um, I was considered a lot of times like one of the kids from the community that came in that was brought in on the church bus and stuff. So for um, for a lot of kids, it's very important to see them in those roles because mm-hmm. they may not have that example at home. And like you said, um, you know, while our kids aren't necessarily sitting out listening to the preaching, when they have a man in in the classroom with them, like they're able to get to know that guy. They're able yeah. to talk to him and they're able to high five him and say, you know what I mean? Like that's another face they know. And I think it's so important for our young men to be able to do that. I mean, I, I, I think our women, like you said, women are more nurturing um, in general. So it comes easily uh, for them, but I think it's so important for the men to be able to do that as well. Um, and, and it's just, impo- it's just as important for dads to have other yeah. brothers, um, who will help raise their kids, um, yeah. help pray for them and help be an example to them and help teach them not to be hoodlums. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a really important thing. So, um, if you are not, I will say this, I'm going to make the plug. Okay. Um, if you are not serving in kids ministry, we have several, several, we have um, four classes that you could serve in. Um, that is just during Sunday. We also have a middle school and a high school ministry that yep. we uh, also serve after Sunday school on Sundays. Um, but if you are not helping, um, there are multiple ways you can help. Um, you can volunteer to be a helper. You can volunteer to teach. Um, being a helper, usually for my class, means setting up the snacks so I can wrangle the little animals so that we can all sit down and um, eat our snack after lesson is over. Um, it's loud. You can only you can pick when you volunteer, whether it's once a month um, or once a year. Um, it will be helpful no matter how often you volunteer. Um, we also have um, ways that you can help feed our youth after church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You can sign up to provide a meal for them. That would be a very good way for you to minister to um, those people who are serving and who are attending those also. So we're going to flop over to service, okay. serving now, okay? Yeah. Tell me all the different ways, all the different service teams that we have at New Heights. Ooh, we'll see okay. if you can do it. All right, I can do it. I mean, see okay, so you obviously we talk about you can serve on kids. Yeah, you can serve on production and music, hospitality, prayer, bereavement. Um, you can serve on set up teardown, uh, and there are other. I would even argue there are other teams that don't exist. They, they, uh, unofficial, unofficial teams. Yeah, um, that you definitely can serve on, um, and ones I think we're trying to create more of. More opportunity. Oh, oh security. Um, and that's the team that no one sees. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So we have eight. I think eight like official teams. But like we're trying to create more teams and find ways. Like there are people who, um, like I, I think of Baker, right? Um, who does just extraordinary, extraordinary amount of tech stuff. So when we get like, he, I, I gotta take, I gotta take pictures. Not me. I, he never lets me take pictures. 
which offends me, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, let's say Baker's like, I need someone to take pictures we, we, or do some video, which, for example, we needed this recently. And Baker's like, there's nobody else yeah. right? Um, to, to do the video side. Um, I would love to have like people to help a team of people to, who knew how to do that. Yeah. To, to, to help do that. Um, I would love for there to be a team of people to um, – oh, my gosh. We talked about it several over uh, staff retreat. Um, uh, a team of people to dedicate it to like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure in time there's a meal train, like that I'm going to be on it. Like provide meals, whether it's to kids or to those who just got a kid or whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot – There's anyways, there's a lot that – a lot of stuff, opportunities that we have that are official and unofficial. Yeah. However, people want to serve, we try to plug them in in that capacity. Building team, uh, that's the, that's a really unofficial one, actually. That's uh, almost the most important, right? Never has there <laughs> been a more of a need. So, like, I would say, like, we don't have a quote upkeep team. Uh, we need to uh, because it's like right now, it's like Debbie Missy and Rick Blake and. Uh, there's a couple other people on it. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So um, when we look at all the different teams that there are, um, we have several. We have many. Um, yeah. There is a place for everybody. That's right. There's a team that everybody could join. Um, whether it's like you said, buying or cooking a meal for mill train. Yep. Um, whether it's taking the trash out. If you don't like people and you don't like to talk to people, you can take the trash out. Um, Sunday, we needed paper towels. Yeah. And I went to go find some and I failed miserably. And I brought back the absorb the absorption pads. You know, the ones you lay on the ground to pick up a spill <laughs> or the vomit. Yeah. I put those in the women's bathroom until I could find others. And I was like... I'm going to start doing this every Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just yeah. small, small things like that, making sure there's paper towels, like knowing where the, I mean, um, if you talk to one of the pastors oh boy, and you don't like people, it's okay. I don't like people either. Sometimes on Sundays I get overwhelmed and overstimulated that yeah. I would rather take out the trash or sweep or yeah. do something that's mindless to where I don't have to interact with people. There's always, there's always a place for everybody. It, it, um, messaging somebody on Facebook or text yeah. messaging people who haven't been to church in a while. Um, like you said, the tech stuff that Baker does, like he always is in need of stuff. We actually came up with a team that we want you to do. Is it harassing so, people? No, well, kind of, but we'll I'll talk more about it later. But it, um, but like it, in all seriousness, like even like I think of you like doing the podcast. I think of um, uh, there we have a Sarah um, who has done like counseling before. Yeah. I mean, she's a counselor. Yeah, you know, we we had someone who stepped up who's the other day who says, "Listen, I'm I'm a licensed uh, psychologist. Like, nice. tell me where I can help." And I'm like, oh, can they first said, can I help? And Will was like, absolutely. Always. We have, you know, we have Heather that you can talk to. And uh, no. <laughs> I get a discounted rate. That's right. No, I'm kidding. Like, she really did. This person really did come to us. And I'm like, but I, I already, as of today, like, I'm like, oh, I've already sent your name out. Like, um, I love when people want to use their, not only like, let me see, is there a team I can fit into, but their natural giftings. Yeah. Want yeah. The, what they, what their professionals at. Like, let me use that. That's Absolutely. just wonderful. De Debbie Tucker is a really great example. I'm doing a lot of name dropping today. You are. Um, but when you talk about like people who are just great servants, right? But like Debbie who, um, 
you know, she she's not a deacon, but I joked like if she was ever a, she'd be like the the decor deaconess, right? Like <laughs> she can flip anything, man. She makes things look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Missy. Like they like they're incredible. And, yeah. But that's not a team. They're no. Like today is just a random Wednesday. Yeah, they they're out there having be... a party out there. Oh, I, I was like, man, I wasn't even invited. There's people out here. <laughs> they don't invite me either. I was like. <sighs> They're like, you just buy this stuff and we'll go do we'll the do rest it. of it. You just buy it, please. No, I love that. So um so if is to to our listeners, um we are called. Yeah. Um if we if we are believers and we love and serve and we love Jesus and we want to follow him, we are called to serve in some way. Um, whether that be writing a card, whether that be greeting someone new every week, um, whether that be checking to see if the bathrooms have toilet paper and paper towels, whether that be snapping a picture, um, serving in kids' ministry, making a meal, whatever it may be, we are called um, not only to do this in our homes, but we are called to do it in our church for our community. Um, and we're also called to, you know, to stretch that out into farther boundaries uh, beyond our community. Um, it's so important, though. Um, I think one of the things we talked about was there just being so many people here and so many new people. And uh, plug another way to discipleship are our small groups that we do. Yeah. Um, there's so many different ways. Um, and, and we don't want people to feel like they are alone that they're in this life alone, that they're um, they're on this journey alone. We the the point of all of these things is to get to get plugged in, to get discipled, to um, to turn that discipleship into serving yourself, and maybe one day you discipling someone else. There's a way you can serve. There's a way to get plugged in. Um, I heard you earlier talking about Bible studies. Yeah. Um, before we started recording, you and Olivia were talking about different Bible studies, and um, there's so many ways that you can. Um, that you can be discipled. Um, there's so many ways that you yourself can disciple. Um, Even teaching, like we will have, like Olivia obviously is not a pastor, but she teaches. Um, but like we'll have, I'm hoping, two other guys that are not pastors teach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, meaning like non-pastors can teach. Absolutely, it, it's a, it's a gift to the spirit, right? So right. like um, sometimes there's just also this thought of like, oh, I'm not a pastor. I really want to, I wish I could teach something. I'm like, well, yeah, well then let, let's get that going. Let's, yeah. You know, let, that's a way you can serve the church is by teaching. Sometimes it's only like hospitality or taking out garbage, which is very needed. Um, but also like if it's like, yeah, if someone wanted to teach, like I, I love when we have non-pastoral teachers. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. So um, any closing thoughts, Jeremy, on... Um on discipleship and uh, serving? I would say to general church members, uh, it, when you look at your church, there are many things that's, that you have a few people, um, a few people have taken on too much. Yeah. Um, find, find where, what is needed, um, be useful, and... Be intentional. Be, be intentional and make sure the motive for your work is for the Lord so it's Ooh, not yeah. vain. That's good. If you're a pastor, I would say uh, learn to delegate and um, t- t- the, the Lord has raised up people in your church to do something. And sometimes I think you just have to... You have to let it be known that you need help and uh, raise the expectations of what you expect of your people and they'll rise to the occasion. That's good. All right, I'm going to close this out with um, a wrap. Sure. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go. I was like, this is going to be awesome. You were doing so well. Thank you. <laughs> I thank you for building me up. I just can't not laugh at you. Um, Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thanks for listening. Oh, that, that was great. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on the New Heights Church app, and we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer.